We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's March 14th. It is 2023. I almost forgot the year. Um, but yeah, here to talk some NBA. We got a nice little eight-game NBA slate. It'd be a fantastic slate if Detroit wasn't on it. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But joined today by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh, not too much. We got a little bit of everything going on this week. World Baseball Classic. That's always fun to get our first taste of baseball for the year. Uh, NFL free agency kicking off. And, of course, some fantastic NBA action as we run down the stretch. And the tankathon for Victor Wenbanyana continues. Um, you mentioned Detroit that kind of needed them on Monday night slate. And, unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about them again here tonight. Yeah, they had a ton of value, and I mean, they the value for Detroit did not disappoint, really. Um, I don't know if we can say the same about the Pacers, but yeah, I mean, Will was talking about like Hayes' assist 
prop yesterday and it just what it crushed in like the first half. So um yeah, I mean overall I think that it's it's definitely the time of the year to know where the standings are. But I mean really outside of like a handful of teams, ev- like everyone's alive in the East and the West. And like it's not it's crazy. Um because I mean like Portland is thirteenth in the West and whatever they're at thirty one wins, right? And the Mavs are eight at thirty four wins. So like Anything's available in the East. I'd say the Magic are probably out, but the Wizards are at 31 wins in 12th place. So, I mean, anything kind of coming down the stretch is is in play here. So, um, I mean, definitely going to be a fun, like, you know, we get, usually we're like, oh, everyone's kind of out of it. And like this time of year, we're like, oh, it's like three teams fighting for like two spots or one spot, but like not this year, man. Um, I don't know if it's just injuries or if it's like rest or whatever it may be, the NBA just seems really close together. Like you have a couple like really, really good teams, but like, I don't know if I'd have a favorite to win the championship right now um, kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to follow all of this down the stretch. Yeah. I think the play-in tournament kind of lengthened the amount of time that teams are competitive for, right? You added a couple of teams and, I think there's some argument, like, do teams really even want to make it? Like, you mentioned Portland. They probably have a legitimate shot to win a playoff series. But there's other teams that are there, that, like Indiana. Like, if they were to sneak into the play in tournament, like, they're not winning a series. So, I think some teams' motivations will be different than others, even though they're within a couple of games of that playing tournament. Um, like, the Bulls in the East, I think, are a team that clearly chose the path to win now. And, and now they're kind of sitting, like, on the outskirts of the playoffs. I think they would like to make it in where a younger team is is probably more apt to tank and make sure that they get their their way into the lottery this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely an interesting year when it comes to the NBA. It's an interesting year when you like think about like college basketball and like who is like potentially coming out and stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's it's something we're going to be talking about a lot down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, see how it kind of plays out we got eight games what's up youtube hope everyone's having a fantastic monday night later podcast tonight because i i told keith um before like i completely unplugged on monday um i took the slate off i took a day off i needed it um it's been (laughs) it's been a long time coming so i totally forgot to message him so we are recording a little bit later because it's my fault um but yeah i mean the only good thing about recording at 11 instead of 10 is like you get the final like hard copy of the injury report the night before at 1030 on the East Coast. Uh, so, you know, that's the one positive. But, hey, we got some people hanging out. What's up, everybody? Let's jump in. We get started here with Cleveland at Charlotte, 222 and a half total in this one. Cavs, a seven and a half point favorite. Um, Jared Allen out for Cleveland and then ball Maldon Cody Martin, Mark Williams out for Charlotte. We'll start here with Cleveland. I mean, no Allen definitely in my mind bumps up uh, Mobley here because I mean, we talk about this all the time. Charlotte's just atrocious against bigs. And now like we're going to have Nick Richards playing the five for the Charlotte team. And we'll talk about him when we get to the other side, but there's no one stopping Evan Mobley in this game. If they're, Feeding him the rock. The only problem is he's 8,100. 
Um, he's not typically a guy that like goes for like 50 plus. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a downer for him. Um, the question I have for you is, do we think like Robin Lopez gets any run here with no Allen? Do we think Lopez plays like 15, 20 minutes? Um, Cause he's minimum salary and it's Charlotte. And if this game gets out of hand, does he get run? Um, or do we think they go to like a Dean Wade type of thing? I mean, that's the, that's my initial like question to you. Um, I love Evan Mobley, but I'm just kind of interested in your thoughts on like, who do we think plays? Like if we think Mobley plays the five, because it's going to be Richards on the other side, who do we think gets like the four and backup five minutes um, for Cleveland tonight? Yeah, I, I absolutely love the spot for Evan Mobley. We had this exact same situation on, was it Sunday, I believe? Um, Allen was out, same matchup too against Charlotte. So we kind of, and Mobley, I mean, he didn't necessarily crush in that. He he was fine, but a little bit disappointing, I would say. Um, His price went I'm, up. I'm going right. Yeah, it, it, and it did. Um, he was 7,500 on Sunday, I think 8,100 now, uh, but I'm going right back to it, like, you, you just mentioned everything like Allen being off the floor increases his rebound rate. Um, Charlotte against centers has been a thing all season long and for, for many years. And now they're like Mason Plumlee's no longer there. Mark Williams is out. So we're down to the third big man here in Charlotte. Like Evan Mobley should just absolutely smash here. Looking at the, the backup center minutes, I think you're going to see Lopez and Wade split them a little bit. At least that's what, we saw um, in the last one, like Robin Lopez only played nine minutes. I think you could see 12 or 14 out of him. I don't know that he gets up near 18 or 20, though, just because they ha- they still have plenty of bodies. You'll see Dean Wade mix in again. Um, I believe Lamar Stevens is the one that jumped into the starting lineup on Sunday. That's probably what they do again, just slide Mobley to the five, insert Lamar Stevens. But still, it's a, it's a great matchup. And, and again, just because this spot – I don't want to say it failed, but like Mobley didn't smash in this spot. Hopefully that keeps his ownership a little bit lower owned. The price jump should help with that as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Mobley is, is the guy I'm targeting. Like Garland's cheap enough. You can certainly take shots on him and, and Mitchell has the ceiling in this spot, but he's 9,600 even in a great matchup. And without Jared Allen, I still think there's some blowout risk here. Um, Cleveland on the road too. Still think Cleveland has a good chance to just, Barry Charlotte. Charlotte's just not a great team. Lamella Ball out, obviously. They're missing some other pieces. So I'm um, very interested in this Cleveland team. It's Mobley first. Like some of the cheaper stuff is is uncomfortable because there's such low usage. Like so much of it goes to Mitchell and Garland and Mobley, even Lavert off the bench. I guess if I was taking a shot on a mid-range guy, Lavert would be the guy. Great game environment here on the for for Cleveland. Great matchup. So I am interested very much in Mobley and probably sprinkle in a little of the other pieces. Yeah, so as you were talking, um, I was just quickly like going and looking at the other night with Allen out. Lamar Stevens started. Um, he's 3,500. He played 30 minutes and didn't close that game. They closed with Okoro, um, Mitchell, Levert over Stevens. Um, so, I mean, maybe at 3,500 against Charlotte, he's worth a, a flyer here. You know, if he's going to play 30 minutes. Um, 30 minutes and not closing is a super solid run. So, uh, and Levert is usually someone that tends to close. So getting that amount of minutes is super solid. They played Lopez nine minutes in the first half, and then he didn't check back in the rest of the game. So 
I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, so I think they're going to maybe try to play small here. And I think that's where we're going to, you know, maybe get some value here with Lamar Stevens. But love this spot for Mobley. Uh, agree with you on Garland. I think that at his price, he's definitely worth um, some tournament love here. I mean, Mitchell, he can go bonkers in this game. He just doesn't need to. I mean, that's the problem. He just doesn't need to. Uh, Charlotte side of this one, I mean, everyone's kind of priced up. You know, Gordon Hayward's had these games recently where he's had some good games. Um, Ubre is probable, so I assume he's going to play. His price is kind of caught up. I mean, Rozier at 8300 might actually be underpriced for, like, his ceiling that he has in any matchup, but Cleveland's a really tough matchup. I think the guy that I'm looking at here is just saying, hey, everyone's out, um, and the, and the big guys, and I'm going to play some Nick Richards at 5K. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he plays 30-plus minutes in a close game. And, I mean, he's going to get some boards. He's a guy that tends to block a lot of shots. Um, I mean, Cleveland, definitely a team that drives the basketball a lot. So, I mean, Richards at 5K is a stunning value. Um, but I don't know if I really love anything else outside of maybe Rogier, just because I think at 8,300, he's someone that can is capable of like 50, 60, even in a tough matchup. Yeah, I mean, you you broke that down exactly as, as I would. Um, the the pricing at the top on the top guys is pretty tough, especially with Ubre back now. Hayward's price has has come up. Like if he was in the six Ks, like he has been, I I would have some interest there, perhaps. Seventy one hundred is a tough price to pay for Gordon Hayward, especially like Cleveland's a really slow paced team. So not the best spot here for Charlotte. They're also a phenomenal defensive team. Jared Allen out obviously helps the matchup here. Um, but Cleveland's still a really solid defensive team. Richards at 5K, probably not expensive enough for the role he's going to have. Um, tough matchup, but we saw him play over 30, 30 minutes in each of the, the last two. Um, he can certainly still pay off 5K. Rozier, I don't, I don't love at 8,300. Like, probably gets Garland. Just, just a tough spot for for these Charlotte guys, and they're all kind of priced appropriately. Now we've had enough time for the news to adjust outside of Richards, I would say. All right, moving on. I probably sound different. I did not realize my mic was off and I was using um, my computer audio, so I probably sound way different and better now. And you're probably like, "All right, this is this is better." We got, listen, I, I fixed my mic just in time to talk about Detroit at Washington. You're welcome. <laughs> 230 and a half total in this one. Washington is an 11 and a half point favorites. Um, it's a back-to-back for Detroit, so we don't have their injury reports. Um, Kuzma and Taj Gibson questionable for Washington. Uh, we're going to start with Detroit. We know that Bagley's not likely going to play. They said he is likely going to miss a few games. Um, so we know that he's probably not going to play. Jaden Ivey was health and safety protocols, so he could potentially play, but we should get that news pretty early. Um, Bogdanovich has been dealing with like a Achilles injury. Who knows if he plays or not? Stewart's probably out. Diallo's probably out. Those are real injuries. Um, Alec Burks has been dealing with a sore foot and he's missed like four games. So that could like, that's a legit injury. So, and then like, I kind of expect everybody else to play. Um, I mean, a lot of young guys here, Wiseman, Hayes, Livers, Duran, all young players. So I, I kind of expect everybody else to play. So starting with Detroit, assuming that Bagley sits, 
I think Ivy's the biggest question mark for yeah. Detroit. Um, so, I mean, Ivy is a direct correlation to Corey Joseph. If Ivy's out, Joseph's in play. If, if Ivy plays, Joseph's probably not in play for me anyway. So I think I'm looking – also, if Ivy plays, I don't like Hayes as much. I'm going back to the well on Duran and Wiseman in this spot. Um, no – I mean, no Stewart, no Bagley, no Diallo. These guys are going to play a bunch of minutes. So I think going back to those guys, um, Emery had a really solid game, and that's like two or three games in a row that he's gotten minutes um, – the production has been all over the place, but the minutes are there. And I think that at the end of the day is solid. The only thing I'm going to note about Emery is Omri. Sorry. Omri. Um, Eugene. We'll is... go with Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to note about him is the game on Monday night. He had three steals that definitely bumped him up a little bit as far as that. Um, so don't like, assume that's going to happen again but I, I think still at his price at 3800 if everyone sits again he's in, in a fantastic spot so detroit detroit is very very frustrating but here we are again back-to-back nights where we're like we have to look at the value yeah absolutely um i like the injury report i'm pretty sure bogdanovich and burks are going to sit again bogdanovich is a guy they've talked about shutting down for the season i can't imagine he makes it back for this game um ivy for me is the real questionable one who has a chance to play in this game if ivy plays i don't know that i need to aggressively target detroit if ivy sits again then i think killian hayes is a smash Corey joseph is in play uh omari is absolutely in play just being 3800 you can take a look at mcgruber too like 3500 just because of the price Livers is a guy that struggled a ton on Monday night. I thought he would have somewhat of a role still. Um, but if Ivy is out, there's so much usage to go around for this team. Like I'm, I'm still, you, you mentioned the bigs. That's a, a bit of a frustrating situation too. They chopped the 48 right down the middle um, on Monday night. Wiseman played 24, Duran played 24. It's going to be similar to that. Like 26 minutes is probably a ceiling of what you're getting from either guy. But they're still cheap, and they're both huge per-minute producers. So I, I played a bunch of them Monday night. That worked out. G- great matchup here against Washington. So I agree with you. The bigs both in play. It kind of sucks that they, they're not going to play on the floor together, but still upside um, while they're still at, at these prices. Um, Wiseman is getting up now to 6900 Still a little bit of meat on the bone there, though. Uh, Hayes would be my favorite play as long as Ivy sits. And then um, Omari, like you mentioned, I think he would be a smash. Like the usage just has to go somewhere. We've seen him. Uh, I had it pulled up just a second ago. He took 13 shots, I believe it was on Monday night. Um, yeah, 13 shots for Omari. Joseph took 14 shots, which is not something like you you expect to see. But And then the, both the bigs had a ton of usage. So like the, the distribution isn't necessarily going to be fluid game to game, but it's got to go somewhere. Um, if Ivy is in, though, I think they're all kind of pr- priced appropriately. I still think you can play a cheap guy like Eugene. Um, the bigs would still be in play for me a little bit, but I would have definitely have left less interest in um, Hayes and Joseph if Ivy is able to make it back. All right, Washington. Uh, Kyle Kuzma matters. Whether or not he plays or not, if he's out, it obviously obviously is going to open up some stuff here. Um, I mean, Porzingis coming off of a – I mean, this whole team really coming off of a rough game 
on Sunday against Philadelphia where they just were never in the game. So nice bounce back spot, obviously getting Detroit on the second end of a back-to-back. I could see Bradley Beal having a good game. I could see Porzingis having a good game. If Kuzma, if Kuzma sits, I mean, it's definitely going to open up some value. I don't know if I feel great about the value, but it's definitely going to open up some value. Um, Casper potentially at like 3,900 would be the guy I lean towards just because of the price. And he's a nice pivot off of maybe Detroit. Um, Wright has been playing really good. He had a really bad game, but the whole team did. So I don't think you really want to look at that like 20 minute game for Philadelphia. He's been in that 30 minute range. And I think that's where he stays. So, I mean, an opportunity for some bounce back where, People are not going to forget Sunday's games and people are going to game log look at Sunday's games. And it's a great spot against Detroit to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think just because of the matchup with Detroit, you have to have some interest here. Porzingis is the ceiling guy. 8,700. We paid over 9K for Porzingis this year. I'm interested at that price, this matchup. Um, And that's with or without Kuzma. I think Beal is the one I want Kuzma out to be able to play. Uh, had a really good run there for a couple weeks. Really stug- struggled, like you mentioned, that game against Philly. The whole team just kind of did. 8,200, he's at, he's kind of at that price. And Kuzma, too. Like, if Kuzma plays at 7,600, both of them are, are fairly priced. You can take shots if you want to go there because it, it is a fantastic matchup. Um, but, Beal, I'm really only prioritizing if Kuzma is out, I think. The point guards are tough because they've been flip-flopping the starters. Like Morris didn't start his first game back, and then he did start in the last one. I, th- I think we're kind of in a situation they're just going to chop like the point guard minutes. So you're probably looking at a 28-minute ceiling for either of them. Um, Wright's just a little bit overpriced for that type of a role. Morris at 4,500 would probably be the one I'm more likely to take, take a shot on, uh, but I don't love that either. Um, if Kuzma is out, Abdia is the guy I think I would look to. For 4K, we've seen him play big minutes in that situation in the past. Um, but Porzingis is, is the main target here. I will say this. If Kuzma ends up playing, I actually have a ton of interest in him at 7,600. I think the price tag is very fair. And, I mean, the, the question mark has been on him, I feel like, for weeks now. And when he's played, he's played his normal minutes. So I actually have a ton of interest in Kuzma if he plays in this game. I like that call. All right. We got Denver at Toronto taking on the Raptors. 229 total. Raptors, a one point favorite in this game. Nuggets side, Jamal Murray is questionable. Um, it's an injury management questionable, which always kind of seems very questionable. And then on the Raptors, Otto Porter Jr. is out, um, like he has been. So looking at Denver first, I mean, anytime you get like injury management kind of thing um and he left the game like the second half of the game sunday at some point i think it's like 28 minutes he played or something i think he's very questionable to miss this game um so i mean anytime we get murray out i think that bumps up Jokic in my head every time and this is a matchup where they're definitely going to need Jokic's size and ability and he's coming off of two absolute monster games against bad opponents this is like one of those situations where if murray's out i want to play Jokic, but if murray plays the the ownership on Jokic might keep me off of Jokic. um recency bias too this guy's been absolutely smashing he he heard me he was listening to the morning grind he's like this guy's talking about how i want to lose the mvp and not cash those tickets watch this um Appreciate you listening, Nicola. Um, 
I, I don't say friends don't play play friends don't let friends play Jokic anymore so I, I we're on the same page now i think you're solid um talk to me here about denver yeah the usage is back for for Jokic. like he's always been smashing in in every category as he usually does but he just wasn't shooting the ball as much um several games like in the from between like 10 and 15 shots well that has certainly not been the case with 35 actual points on 23 attempts and 37 points on 24 attempts in his last two Hopefully that continues. If it does, you just you can play Jokic on any slate that he's on. Definitely not scared of the matchup against Toronto. Um, Going to be spending up for Jokic quite a bit. I th- either way, even if Murray plays, I'm, I'm still interested just because of what we've seen out of the last two from Jokic. Um, he's always going to get the rebounds and the assists, but the usage coming back is, is really nice to see. Um don't have a ton of interest if Murray plays outside of that. If Murray sits, then Bruce Brown comes into play. The price tag is back up on him. He's up to 5,100 again, but certainly he, I think he steps into the starting lineup for Murray. Um, would be very much in play at that, at that spot. Uh, and then Porter and Gordon, I think you can take shots on too, just because of the, the usage of Murray falling out of the lineup. Um, but if Murray does play, sprinkle Murray a little bit, but probably not interested in in the like the mid range guys, just because it's a little bit of a slower paced game against Toronto. All right, uh, we got two sides of this game. Let's talk Toronto, um, a team that's just very sound and solid throughout, and it's like trying to find the upside is always tough. Um, I will say, if Murray sits, I think Van Vliet has some ceiling in this matchup. I think it's probably a matchup for Siakam and how he's been playing that I'm just not paying 8,600 for him, but like the price is worth noting that it's getting there. Like this is a guy that was 10 K a week ago, week and a half ago. So the price is starting to get down enough where it's like, I really want to jump on Siakam when he has that blow up game. Cause I know it's coming. It's just a matter of time. Um, but I think like the guys I'm looking at for Toronto here is probably OG Van Vliet um, type of plays, but Honestly, I don't have a ton of interest in Toronto. Denver's a good team. They're not typically a team that like I love to pick on anyway. Um, yeah, middle of the road defense. And then as far as like pace for Denver, they're like 20th in pace. So it's not like a matchup where you're like, yeah, I love this matchup. Because Toronto plays pretty slow too. So what are your thoughts? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game for about a week now, and it just has not come. 
Um, I don't think Denver, you mentioned the pace of this game. I don't necessarily think this is a spot to go back and, and keep trying to find that from Van Vliet. Agree with Siakam. The price is getting to the point where you might start taking a shot. But ever since Pirtle's arrival, like he just hasn't shown that same like 50, 60 point ceiling that he had earlier in the year. Um, he's just not getting as many rebounds. He's not scoring as much either, honestly. Agree with, I don't think this is a Siakam spot, which means that I'm I'm trying to go further down the list here. And it's it's hard just because Barnes is still priced up. Um, OG at 6,200, I don't love that. And Trent is completely scoring dependent and probably the fifth or sixth option on the team. So Toronto is just a really tough team to play at this point. In a matchup with Denver, slower pace, good defense. I'm I'm not sure that I need anybody here from Toronto. It's kind of where I'm at. I mean, like I said, if you know, if gosh, man, if Murray sits, I have some interest in Van Vliet, and I'm waiting for the matchup for just just jump all over playing Siakam because it's coming, it's coming. All right, we got the Nets and the Thunder, 225.5 total. Thunder, one-and-a-half point favorite in this one. On the Brooklyn side, Ben Simmons is out. On the Thunder side, Holmgreen is still out. Kendrick Williams out. Poku out. Uh, we'll go Brooklyn first. Right, we're starting to see a pretty solid rotation now for Brooklyn. I feel like they're starting to you know, kind of show us what they want to do as a team, as this new-look Brooklyn Nets. Uh, what are your thoughts here in the Nets? Yeah, I mean, Bridges seems to be the usage guy for this team. Um, the price is adjusting to that now. But he, he's been scoring 25 points with regularity here. Um, 7,800 matchup against OKC. I think you can certainly go there. Dinwiddie's price is tough for me. 7,800 on him. Yes, he has massive assist potential. He, he can be the guy that takes over the usage as well. So he could pay that off. Just when he's priced right next to Bridges, I think I feel safer about Bridges. Um, I don't the, like the rest of the team is is difficult. Like Cam Johnson can get hot from three and get there, but he's sixty one hundred. Not sure this is the spot I want to chase. That Claxton can certainly have big upside in games. Um, again, sixty six hundred, just kind of priced appropriately. I really think the pricing is mostly efficient on this Brooklyn team. Um, Bridges and Dinwiddie probably be my first looks, but I don't have like, like not priorities for me. Um, would, would not kick them, kick them out of a lineup though, by any means. Yeah. I mean, the game is nice just in general here. Um, you know, we're looking at Dinwiddie 26, 27, 31, 25 usage over the next four. Um, I think this is a spot where, it's hard not to have a lot of interest in Dinwiddie and just in general. Um, and I honestly, I, even Bridges, like OKC has really struggled against guards. Um, so, I mean, yeah, taking shots on Dinwiddie or Bridges, I think is fine. I, I think that even a guy like Claxton is okay in this tournament, like setting type of thing. So, I think this is a good spot for Brooklyn. And I honestly, I like this game as a whole. Uh, I could see, you know, running it back on the other side with like an SGA when he's been playing. His usage is just, it, it continues to be through the roof. 37, 33, 33, 35 um, usage rates over the last four games he's played. It's just all about playing for him. At 9,400, this is a guy that was 10-5 um, 
you know, in February before he got hurt. So the usage is there and like the shot attempts are there. There's no reason that we shouldn't have interest in this matchup against Brooklyn for SGA. So I like the idea of running, you know, my Brooklyn exposure back with like SGA or like a Jalen Williams. He's really excelled with Kendrick Williams out here recently. So, I mean, I think this is a phenomenal game. Game stack is very live in this one. Um, I could definitely see myself running like a, a 2-2 game stack of this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Thunder? Yeah, I absolutely love SGA in the spot. 9,400 is just too cheap for what he does for this team. There was certainly some concerns about minutes after, like they made comments a week ago that they were going to manage his minutes down the stretch. But we like when he has played, it's 37 minutes, 36 minutes, 37 minutes. It clearly just means that he's not going to play back-to-backs anymore. I would not be concerned if he's active. You can you can count on those 36 minutes from SGA. So I, I love this spot for him. Great matchup. Great game environment. Um, 9,400, just too cheap. Agree with Jalen Williams. Like If you would have told me what a month ago that we were 7,200 for Jalen Williams and he's in play, like that's wild. But it, like, dude's been doing everything. He's playing 35 minutes every game um and filling up the stat sheet so forward Jalen Williams I'm interested in as, as well um big man Jalen Williams at at 4k like the minutes are always tough but he, like he's a, a cheap guy who can put up fantasy points in a hurry not sure what value is going to look like overall on this slate but he is a guy I, I would consider for sure at 4k um that's probably about it like Dort I don't need need to prioritize that because he's priced appropriately same with Giddy. Um, but love it. Love SGA in the spot. All right. Um, I don't, I don't really have anything else in this game. Let's move on. We've got the Lakers at the Pelicans two thirty two and a half total. Another, you know, projected really close game Pelicans, a one point favorite in this one on the Lakers side. Mo Bamba's out. LeBron is out on the Pelican side. Ingram is questionable. And Williamson is out. Um, Alvarado's out as well. We'll go Lakers first. I mean, Anthony Davis, I think, is a phenomenal play today. Um, this is a matchup we've seen over the last few weeks where guys have had really big games. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the game overall. I think it should be a fairly competitive game. Um, Anthony Davis has a massive ceiling without LeBron James. He's under 11K. I'm totally fine firing him up. D'Angelo Russell now has back-to-back 50-point game, 50 fantasy-point games. Um, yeah. I think, like, I I don't know that he's going to be all that popular on this late. Like, the price is coming up, but he clearly has a ceiling here, so I'm I'm playing him at 7,100. Um, New Orleans is a, a solid defensive team, but I'm not scared of it. I think it's going to be competitive. He could play a pile of minutes. Um, saw 35 in the last one. Should be locked in for 30-plus. Really like Russell. Um, like the value stuff on on Lakers, I'm not all that interested in, but I will be spending up for AD quite a bit, and I, I like Russell. I think he'll be fairly low in the spot. Um, I played a bunch of him on Sunday, I believe it was, uh, when he was like 5% owned. That worked out really well. So I'm going, going right back to D'Lo here. Yeah, Russell is a guy that like throughout the season has had way more under 25% usage games than over 25% usage games. In the last two games, um, 28 and 32% usage rates. So if he's going to continue to have the usage with no LeBron, I think we have to have interest in Russell. Um, him and him and uh, Anthony Davis playing well together here recently. I think that obviously this is a good spot for them. Um, 
I mean, they need to win every game right now. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great spot for D'Angelo Russell. I love that call. The price is just not caught up to the recent usage bump. So, after that, though, I don't really have a ton of interest. I mean, Schroeder, he has some upside, but if Russell's playing good, Schroeder's probably not playing good. So, like, I think if I'm playing Schroeder, I'm not playing Russell. If I'm playing um, Russell, I'm not playing Schroeder kind of thing. I think I said that both times the same way. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, the Pelican side of this one, we obviously have to see what's going on with Brandon Ingram because uh, if he's out, that's huge loss for this team. Um, ankle injury, you know, sprained right ankle, missed the last couple games. We really kind of wanted more shot attempts from CJ McCollum, but he's actually like his assist rate has gone up. Um, and I don't know if that's just because like we see Ingram get the ball in his hand and do more with it kind of thing. Um, Valanchunas minutes are still not where we can trust playing anything. It was a back-to-back the other night, but I think if you're looking at anybody, it's Trey Murphy or CJ McCollum. If, if Ingram sits. Yeah. Trey Murphy would be the guy. Uh, McCollum didn't put up many shots because Trey Murphy was busy nuking the entire slate. Um, 41 actual points for Trey Murphy. Didn't know he had that in him, but always been a good shooter. If he's if he's willing to take, to take 20 shots, he can certainly get there. Um, if Ingram is out, I absolutely love Trey Murphy at 6K. I think you can also, assuming Ingram out, um, look at Herb Jones and Najee Marshall as well. Um, Jason, even Jason Richardson. Like, without Ingram on the floor, it's McCollum, and then there's really no other usage guy on the team. Um, so it was Murphy that stepped up in the last one. That doesn't mean it will be him again. Um, he would certainly be my first look, but I would not hate looking at guys like Josh Richardson, Herb Jones, and Najee Marshall as well. So if Ingram is indeed ruled out for this one, New Orleans is going to be one of my highest exposure spots of, of the entire slate, just because you have a lot of guys in the 4 and 5K range who can put up massive games. All right, we got Magic going to San Antonio. 227.5 on FanDuel. DraftKings has this at 234. Both books have it at minus five and a half for the magic here in this one. Um, Jonathan Isaac's out. Franz Wagner is questionable for Orlando. And then on the San Antonio side, Birch is out. Um, Branham is out. Johnson is questionable. Jones is out. Sohan is questionable. And Langford's out. So, I mean, typical San Antonio Spurs coming down the stretch. Um, we'll go Very magic. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that Franz Wagner matters a lot. If he were to sit, this is a 30 to 35 minute guy on a team that doesn't typically play a lot of guys over 30 minutes. So a lot of potential minutes. If Franz Wagner sits um, for the last like two weeks, I've been talking about Jalen Suggs and now his price is kind of caught up. I don't know if we can keep doing it, but this is a guy that's getting a ton of usage, ton of usage right now. Um, kind of doing his thing. So I think he's somewhat interesting with Wendell Carter Jr. back. I don't think we go back to Mo Wagner. And, I mean, if Franz, if Franz Wagner sits, I think this might be a spot we could take a shot on Paulo. Um, San Antonio matchup, no um, Franz Wagner. I think Paulo's in play either way, but I think his ceiling is a lot higher if Franz Wagner sits in this game. Yeah, you have to have Orlando interest in this spot just because of the matchup against the Spurs. They're just a complete disaster right now. Um, or what Orlando's favored on the road in this game. Like, that's just wild to say. Um, <laughs> San Antonio's bad. Orlando's yeah, not awful. much better, but San Antonio's bad. Yep. 
Um, but you have, I mean, you have to have interest here. Um, Franz out matters. Like you said, you can certainly play Franz if he's in, if he's out, then Orlando becomes even more interesting. Not a team that's fun to play because the rotation is so spread out, but somebody's going to be smashing in this, in this fast paced game with no defense on the other side. Love the Suggs call. Like just look at the game law. He, even at 5,200, he's paying that off recently. It could go away. They could change up the rotation, decide to give somebody else more run at any time. But I think if we're going off of what we've seen recently, I like Suggs at 5,200. Um, Fultz at, at 65, I think he's he's appropriately priced, but great matchup. He could certainly find a ceiling game here. Wendell Carter Jr. I think is the one I'm interested in. Like the, the minutes that we saw, 42 minutes against Miami. Uh, that game went to overtime, I believe. Um, just him playing that amount of minutes in after missing some time is a, a great sign. 6,300 against San Antonio. You can certainly go right back to that. So I probably prefer the savings to Wendell Carter over going up to Paulo, but certainly Paulo has a ceiling also. Um, and then Suggs would be, I'd, I'd rank him Carter, Paulo, Suggs, and Fultz. Yeah, and just yeah, like a quick note, like when Franz Wagner left the game the other night in the fourth quarter, like Suggs just didn't check out. He played, I think he played like three or four minutes in the third, the whole fourth and the whole overtime. So huge bump for Jalen Suggs. And he like, he scored, he did a lot of his damage in the fourth quarter. Like he had a huge fourth quarter the other night against Miami. Um, from I don't remember what there. exactly so it was. I, I think Franz out is when you want to, I think you want Franz out to be able to play Suggs at this price. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I was watching the game. Yeah, he had 11 points in the fourth quarter. A block, two steals, a nice. rebound, and an assist. So, <laughs> a lot of his production was in the fourth quarter. Um, Spurs, ha, San Antonio. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, my least favorite team in the NBA to play. I, Zach Collins remains the guy that I, I feel good about. I don't feel great about anybody. Anybody. I want to note that like Devonte Graham's minutes are really nice right now. Um, he's been playing really solid minutes. How does that change if some of these guys play? Is a good question for um, us to like think about. But I think looking at Graham, looking at Collins, and just saying San Antonio's rotations are impossible. I'm not trusting any <laughs> of like the Doug McDermott minutes or anything like that. I'm playing some Zach Collins. I'm playing in some Graham, and I'm just hoping that. You mentioned like magic rotations changing. You want to talk about a team that changes rotations. Um, that is San Antonio to a T. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really difficult to figure out. Um, Devin Vassell has been chalk on the last two Spurs slates, and he has just absolutely bombed. Um, like you just figured he would get a huge uptick in usage, and he just didn't. Um, so I don't. I'm done chasing Vassell. That's for sure. I love the love the Graham call. I think Graham is the one that I feel safest about. Like he should play, assuming a lot of guys are out again. And Trey Jones is out. We already know that one. Um, should play thirty minutes again here in this spot. Like the upside for for Devonte Graham. If Sohan plays, I feel good about his role too. Like a young guy that they certainly seem to want to get a look at and and evaluate here. Like I think he's a, a part of their plans. I feel good about Sohan playing 30 minute, 30 plus minutes. If he is active, um, if he sits, Devonte Graham becomes that much better of a play. 
Um, but with with Brandon out and Trey Jones out, like Graham's basically their only point guard on the roster. So I I think he's he's very safe. Um, Collins, I don't mind. He's going to play the minutes. But yeah, t- tough to figure out beyond that. Like I think the starting lineup matters. If KBD were to step back in, um, probably need Keldon out for that to happen. But yes, keep an eye. If Keldon and Sohan sit again, we're going to have to explore the Spurs team further. And it's again, it's not going to be fun. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right. <laughs> Not going to be fun. That that is that sums up San Antonio's season. Um, Milwaukee at Phoenix, no total in this game. Second end of a back-to-back for both teams. Um, so no injury reports night before. Second end of a back-to-back for both teams. Always a ton of fun. Um, Joe Ingles did not play Monday for injury management. So I assume... What we could potentially see here is Ingles plays Middleton sits kind of scenario. Um, we've yet to see Middleton on a back-to-back, right? If I remember That's correctly. Correct. Yeah, so I assume with the, where they're at in the East, you know, what are they? They're a game up on Boston or two games up on Boston, something like that. I assume Middleton sits and Ingles plays, but um, I don't know, man. This game just this game screams close battle. Maybe less defense because of a back to back and some tired legs. But on paper, this game is like phenomenal. I want to watch this game. I will watch this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, Giannis is the one I'm concerned about. Like he's been carrying this Q tag for a long time. It's 40 points at the end of the third quarter on Monday night. (laughs) Yeah. Like and we (laughs) had the same situation Monday night. They play at the end of the slate. Giannis is carrying the Q tag. You don't know if you can play him because it's hard to pivot off of him. If he does end up getting ruled out, it's going to be the same thing. Hopefully Milwaukee gives us the news early in the, in the day. I'm not so sure that we're going to get that. Um, Maybe we get some post game comments that we can kind of read the tea leaves on Giannis. I'm very concerned about playing in, in this matchup. If he does play, he's in play on any slate. So you certainly want some exposure there. Agree with your take on Middleton. Pretty sure he's at least one of the guys that that are going to, going to be sitting here. It would not surprise me if Milwaukee just kind of punts this game, though. Um, 
I don't know how how else to break it down. If if Giannis plays, he's the only one I have interest in. Holiday's way priced up. Middleton's not playing. Even if he was, I'm not playing, and he's 8,200. If Giannis is out, then it becomes a different conversation. You have to see how Phoenix Phoenix counters that. This is going to be a pivotal part of the slate. Um, we'll have to just kind of see where when the news breaks because it is going to be important for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If Giannis sits, I mean, there's like this is where you have to utilize your like guard forward utility when building a lineup. Uh, cause there is like a two hour gap between like the eight o'clock games and these two 10 o'clock games. But luckily for us, luckily for us, we do have a, another 10 o'clock game. Um, and we have some firepower, right? Like we have Lillard and we have Randall. I mean, if Giannis sits like Drew becomes a stellar play bookers here, like there's a lot of firepower. So like, if you're playing Giannis, Assuming that we don't get the news early in the day, and I think he plays, but we'll see. Um, there's a, I mean, got to utilize your guard forward utility spots. Um, I think if you're playing Giannis, you almost have to have another 10 o'clock player. So if Giannis yeah. does get ruled out, like you have to be able to like adjust your lineup to make it look okay. Because if Giannis gets ruled out, right? Like, and you have him in your forward spot, you're switching out Randall and you're leaving $2,100. Um, that's a lot yeah, to leave on the much. table for NBA. So, yep. um, but overall, I, like this game, this game is okay. The, the thing that like appealing part of this game is just how competitive it's going to be. Booker's kind of pricey. If everyone plays um, Paul, I like at 7,500 eight and I like at 7,400. If Giannis sits, I mean, I like, Bobby Portis at 7,300 and I like drew at 91. So a lot of, a lot of different ways to build. If everyone plays in this game though, might just be able to chalk it up to, this is going to be a stellar game and we don't have to worry too much about the game in general. That, that you nailed that the last piece there. I talked about this on crunch time, like the, these two late games, um, like none of them were really grading out really well, but that was holding down the ownership on the entire game. But when you're getting a competitive game, you see like that's when you get the upside of minutes. Like a guy that normally plays 34, 35 minutes is playing 38, 39 minutes as they're trying to keep the game close or or take the lead down the stretch. Like you just that's when you hit ceiling outcomes, is when you're in these back and forth competitive games. And assuming that everybody plays in this one, that's exactly how I see this Milwaukee Phoenix team. Like we have two title contenders here. Um obviously Durant is not with Phoenix, but they're still really strong. Um, they can absolutely contend in this game. I think you just play it. Um, Aiton was a guy that I was high on on Monday night just because of the game environment. And he's currently smashing. He's got 21 and 10 with time left in the third quarter yet. So I think you, you can go right back to these guys. They may not look great in projections like Booker's priced up. Um, Paul and Aiton are, are certainly at prices that they can smash at their prices, but any of those three finding a ceiling in this spot in a very competitive game would not surprise me whatsoever. So just, you just have to have some term exposure to that, those type of plays. Yeah. I mean, this whole game second end of back to back too. Like we might get like less defense, you know, less defense, really a competitive game. I mean, yeah. Anything else from this game that you wanted to mention? Um, 
I think Akoji, like, it's hard. He hasn't seen quite the same role. Like, before Durant came into the team, like, Akoji was doing a lot for this team. He's kind of struggled to find that again since Durant went is now out again. I think I would. I don't mind taking some shots on Akoji if you wanted to, to go that route, but that, that's really it. The, the other value on Phoenix is probably not in play un, unless um, we get some guys sitting here. Yeah, and I think everyone plays, but we'll see. All right, we got the Knicks at Portland to finish out the night. 224.5 total. Knicks, a two-point favorite in this one. Knicks side of things, Brunson is doubtful. Um, Portland side of things, Grant and Lillard are questionable. Winslow's out. I'll say this, right? I know this game is in Portland, but even with Brunson out or doubtful, I still kind of like Knicks minus – you can get them minus one on DraftKings right now. Um the Knicks have been playing fantastic basketball recently. And even with Brunson out, I mean, Lillard and Grant are questionable. If like, if either one of these guys get ruled out, this line moves to like six, seven, eight. Like, I mean, Hey, if you're hanging out and you're in a legal state, I definitely don't mind Knicks minus one here. Uh, There's just, there's value because like if, if Lillard or Grant get ruled out, I mean, you're just, you get instant value getting it at Knicks minus one. So, worst case scenario, Brunson gets ruled out and Lillard and Grant play. But even then, I think minus one is probably about correct. Um, like Quickly's played really well. Josh Hart has a a good role for this team, so I, I like that call a lot. Uh, Knicks have looked really good. Like the the addition of Josh Hart just lengthened their bench, their rotation. Um, even even if Brunson were to miss, I think they're still deep enough they could hang with Portland. Yeah, I mean. It's just a spot that I think there's value. And like that at the end of the day, that's what like as as like fantasy players and as like betters, at the end of the day, we're looking for value. Like we talk about it in fantasy all the time. But like betting betting is the same thing. You're looking for value. If you make a lot of plus value bets over time, you're gonna come out ahead usually, usually. Um, so I I just think there's value there. So uh let's go next first. I mean, Brunson doubtful, I think is huge for quickly and Barrett, but they definitely got priced up. Josh Hart getting that revenge game, playing with a little bit of chip on his shoulder, maybe. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? I mean, Julius Randle, you have to look at him. He has an enormous ceiling if Brunson were to miss, which it seems like he will. Um, like he just absolutely destroyed in the first half in the last game and then didn't do much in the second half. He was on his way to like 70 fantasy points if he wouldn't have fallen off in the second half against the Lakers. Like that's the type of upside he has in this spot. Um, like 50 seems like a solid outcome, but I think there's upside for 60 or more here in this spot for Randall. Um, price tag is up there, but don't care. Um, good spot for him. Price has risen on quickly and Barrett, like you mentioned as well. Again, like I feel like I can still play these guys at this price. Um I don't know. Quickly has been awesome in a couple spots in this spot before, and he's also struggled in this spot before. So it's there's certainly risk, but the upside is like 50, 60 fantasy points. I think we even saw a 70 in there. Um, it was a double overtime game, granted, but he had 60 plus at the end of regulation. Like there's still upside, even at 7,100 for Emmanuel quickly. If, if Brunson is out, I love Josh Hart. Like 5,400 is too cheap. He's going to play minutes. He's a guy that does everything on the floor. He's been rebounding a ton for this next team. Uh, he's going to get some assists, and he's going to 
give you like eight to 10 points. Probably um, there's upside at 5,400 for Josh Hart. Um, I don't know about the big situation. Mitchell Robinson is just, isn't playing enough minutes. Hartenstein just isn't playing enough minutes. I think maybe you take some shots on, on Robinson getting into foul trouble and, and taking the savings down to Hartenstein. If you want to do something like that, um, Grimes at 3,700, I think he's in play too. Like a guy that like it's frustrating because he doesn't shoot a, a bunch, but he's 3,700 without Brunson there past to him getting more usage in this game. Like this whole Knicks team is in play for me. Um, Portland's not the fastest team in the world, but they also aren't the greatest defensive team. Yeah, I think with like with Brunson doubtful, I think the whole like core group here is like very playable. Yeah. Randall, I think Randall has the highest ceiling, but I mean, I think that like quickly, quickly shoots 10 plus times, probably like 15 ish times, but like Barrett shoots 20 plus times. So like his ceiling is still there. He just, he doesn't typically do a lot outside of scoring. Like he'll have some rebound games, but he's not like someone that's like, Oh, he's triple double upside. No, he's not. He doesn't, he doesn't get 10 assists. I think the most assists that he's had in this, in a game this season is seven. Um, someone can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's seven. Um, so, I mean, there is upside. There's a ton of upside with the Knicks with Brunson doubtful for this game. Portland, I mean, if Lillard, if Lillard sits, um, he didn't play Sunday, right? Dealing with a calf injury. So like he's, I think he's legit questionable. Um, and then like Grant only played 19 minutes Sunday. The game wasn't that close, but I mean, both of these guys like legit sound questionable. If they both sit, man, Anthony Simons is not he's not priced up enough at 6,900. Uh, he's going to have a massive usage rate. I think Cam Reddish is playable. If both of these guys sit, or even if Grant sits um, and Lillard plays, I think Reddish is in play. If Grant sits, I think you're, you know, you could potentially take some shots on Thibel. Um, but overall, I mean, Portland's not a team that has shown like a, a huge ceiling lately, but if these two guys are out, there's too many minutes to go around to not have interest. Yeah, definitely. Keeping an eye on the injury situation. Agree. Simon's, rocket ship if if Lillard is out just gonna have a massive usage rate um reddish should step up in in the absence of grant um if grant and Lillard play it's I don't know I don't have near as much interest in Portland then like you can always take shots on Lillard but even getting healthier he just he hasn't been scoring 40 actual points like he was for the better part of a month and a half it seems like in this season Simons is back too Um, yep and, and that certainly hurts him. He still has ceiling at 10-5. Don't get me wrong. It's just he's not going to find it as as often as, as he was earlier in the season. So I prefer that he sits in this game, and then we can just load up Simons. The other name I want to throw out there is, is Watford, if Grant sits. Should see 20, like low to mid-20s minutes, um, and he, he can produce quite a bit. He's 3,500, so if, we don't, if we're searching for value, um, I think you can play Watford if Grant sits. Fair enough. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed having a great day. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? Uh, I think Eugene O'Murray's role, role is fairly safe. He's still only 3,800. Good matchup against Washington. Uh, I'll go back to him. 
All right, I'm going to go right at 5K. Um, I'm going to go Nick Richards. I mean, he's just going to play enough minutes where he's easily someone that can go for 35-plus fantasy points in this game. So uh, give me Nick Richards. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? This one could absolutely burn me because he can have a massive ceiling at times, but we just like we both agree on it, so I'm, I feel better about it. Uh, Siakam at 8,600. He just has not yeah. found that ceiling often enough. I don't like this matchup against Denver for him. So give me Siakam. It's coming, man. It's coming. You know it's coming too. I know, like, you know that like the blow face. up game for Siakam <laughs> is just coming and you know it. And you're like, just don't be tonight. Like, give me <laughs> a mediocre matchup. Don't give me a tough matchup. Don't give me a cupcake matchup. Give me a mediocre matchup for Siakam and let me play him. I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell. I don't think it's that he can't smash in this game. He can. Um, I just don't know if he needs to. So at 9600 with some of these plays that we have on the slate i'm just gonna i'm gonna say mitchell today favorite 6x play who do you got your mitchell call works well for me on this one uh because i think mobley is the guy that's gonna smash um we hope it didn't work out on on sunday like it just makes too much sense right he gets the rebound bump without allen on the floor um a little bit of a usage bump even and an awesome matchup against Charlotte. Like this just seems like an Evan Mobley smash spot. I'm gonna go SGA. I think 9,400 for a guy that we were paying almost 11k for when he was healthy. He's healthy. The minutes are there. I mean, I know what like you like you said. Like they did say that they were gonna limit his minutes, but we haven't seen it yet when he's been active. So um, I think this is a great spot for SGA against Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn's defense is is it's going to be better. They're they're going to be better now with this like team that they have. But I, I still think they're a team that we want to target at ninety four hundred or SGA is just someone we want to target ninety four hundred. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I don't know what this guy's ownership is going to be because he's went nuts in two games. But he's not a guy that people like to play very often. D'Angelo Russell seventy one hundred. Like people might perceive the matchup against the Pelicans tough. He like he's been six K now he's seventy one hundred. I don't think he's going to catch a ton of ownership, but I love what I'm seeing from a, from a role perspective without LeBron James and him back playing big minutes. Hopefully he comes in like ten to fifteen percent, and I would be triple the field on that. I don't know what this guy's ownership is going to be, but I really like Paulo Banchero today. I think this is a great spot for him. He gets, I mean, his usage or his his ownership probably goes up if Friends Wagner sits, but always a guy that seems to be low owned. Um, so I have a ton of interest here. He's gone for 40 plus fantasy points in back-to-back games and his prices come down. So I like Paulo Banchero in this spot. I think he has a lot of upside in this matchup against San Antonio. One of the worst teams in the league against Wings and Banchero. Promising talent, man. Um as a Magic fan, like, I know we're not, like, there this season, but I think, like, we are close to having a really solid team. Like, one good, like, off-season free agent pickup, and we're, like, there. So, anyway. You're going uh, to add another lottery pick to that, too. What's that? Quite a collect. You're going to add another lottery pick to that this year, too. Um, yeah. To the Like, quite a collection of young talent they've got going on there, for sure. Yeah, we should have a top 10, right? Top 10 pick? Yep. Yeah, it should be like so, five or six, I think. Hey, listen, we don't know. The Magic tend to go on runs and win games and give away picks, so we'll see. Um, 
Any any bets or fantasy pick and plays that you like here night before? I loved your Knicks call. Um, I'm on board with that one entirely. Um, Cleveland seven minus seven and a half going to Charlotte. I know Jared Allen's out, but Cleveland's just a much much better team than Charlotte. Like we're talking about Cleveland being one of the better teams in the East, and Charlotte's at the bottom of the league. So seven and a half doesn't seem like enough for Cleveland. Um. Yeah, I mean, the one that I mentioned just a few minutes ago, you can get it at DraftKings at minus one still because I just got done um, writing it up for scores and odds. So um, there you go. So take advantage of that. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. It is actually Tuesday when we're stopping recording. It's weird. Uh, it messed me up. I looked up there and I was like, oh, I got to add a day. Um, but no, it's actually Tuesday when we're finishing here. So it's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.